Okay, guys, let's get this party started. I'm going to be talking a lot because I do that well. Um, so I'm going to ask if I talk, you don't. But then again, if you talk, I won't. And then the rest of the people will miss what I have to say. And believe you, I'm going to be dropping some wisdom in the next hour. Trust me on that. Reverend Reed was attacked right behind you and died three days later of massive head injuries. This is my favorite store. It's still selling old feet. I, whole food, old feet. <laughs> I take um, the children, when we walk on walking tours, I take them in there so they can see the chicken feet, <laughs> pig feet, <laughs> the ears, <laughs> stuff made from the gnomes and other parts that you throw away. <laughs> and they're always amazed. You are now turning on the Water Avenue. Water Avenue was one of the first streets incorporated in Selma when Selma became a city. On your right, you see the St. James Hotel. The St. James was built in 1837. During the Civil War, the owner of this hotel decided to go and fight on the side of the South. He left the hotel in the hands of a trusted slave named Benjamin Sterling Turner. When his ex-master returned, Benjamin went on to become our first U.S. congressman who looked like me, and we are proud of that. The building on your right, the warehouse, the one that's falling down, <laughs> this was a slave-holding pen. The slaves were brought up from the river and housed on the second floor. On market day, they were brought right here on this land. We're rolling along and auctioning off. It used to be a restaurant. I tried to eat there one day. I couldn't because they had a cage on display that once held my ancestors. <laughs> I voiced my concerns to the to the um, owner. She said, you have your history. I have mine. I picked up her plate and I gave her food. I said, you have your food. I have my money. And I left. <laughs> uh, my name is Joanne Bland. And we are now in Selma, Alabama. And we're doing a journey for the soul through the Civil Rights Movement. I'm a participant of the movement. I grew up in this history. So I'm taking this group around, telling them my memories and going to the places where we made those memories. I grew up right there. Where? Second door. That's right. my bedroom right above the porch. I used to get out that window when I was a t Oh, that's another tour in there. <laughs> okay. AME stands for African Methodist Episcopal. This monument was the only thing that said any of this history happened. It was like, don't display it, don't talk about it, they'll forget, lest we forget. If, you, if we don't know, and our children don't know where we've been as a nation, there's no way they can take us where we need to go. So, we felt it was imperative to open the museum because of that. Now this monument was dedicated to us by the Funeral Directors and Morticians Association. It's dedicated to the people whose lives were taken for us to have the right to vote. Most people say they gave their lives. It gives it a whole different meaning. Whole, they didn't give anything, they were murdered. And our children should know they were murdered by hateful racist people so they can know it's wrong. It has something else on there I don't like. When you go out there, I want you to see if you see something you don't like on it, okay? I had a dream? What's that all about? What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> Where who live there? 
Uh, us. Poor people. Poor people. You know that yes, part right. of that 99%. Yes, indeed. Live over there. How do you think those rapists feel when they see had? Right. And what does had imply? They are trying to make us think that the dream has been reached so that we don't fight anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Words are powerful things. I don't like your hair. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. It's my hair and there ain't nothing I can do about it. Yes, it is. Exactly <laughs> Y'all like no. your hair? I do. I know. This was an example, folks, which you guys didn't get. They did get it. Okay, did y'all get, get it? Did you get that? Y'all yeah. got it? Yeah. You sure? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that needs to be changed. It's damaging children. If I had my druthers, I would put, we are the dream up there, wouldn't you? Yeah. And I think those children will wake up when they read it with a new attitude. When, with that new attitude, they go into the school with that new attitude and a quest for learning and a, um, a thirst for just living good. And give it to those teachers, those same teachers. And then those teachers have to teach with a new attitude, thereby uplifting our community. Now I send them email every morning. Movements for social change are like jigsaw puzzles. Everybody has a piece. If your piece is not there because you didn't ask him because you think it's not related to you, then the picture's not complete. We have no change. Selma gave so much to the world. Everybody in this group benefited from what happened right here in Selma. It wasn't a black thing, it was an American thing. Yet, nobody gives back to Selma. That's one way you can give back. Change it and uplift our children, lift up a community. This is the National Funeral Directors and Morticians Association. If you don't say do it but one time, do it. And you'll be part of that change, all right? Let's do this. My sister and I realized that we have no connection that you have no, particularly you guys, have no connection with this particular history. It's been severe. And it was done intentionally so you wouldn't know who you were. So that you could do the thing, buy anything, do whatever they say, do, and keep us oppressed. Children who are not black are the same. Are the same. That's why we keep fighting the same battles over and over and over. So my sister and I decided that we would show you through short stories how it felt to grow up doing segregation. It was bad. It was bad. You need to know it was bad. If you think it was just a period in our history that just went by, it's just by the grace of God it was me that time, the next time it may be you. Mm -hmm. So we put this together and my other sister has a school <laughs> that never has money, right Bob? <laughs> never has money. But our children, <laughs> consistently test high than any of the children in the state. So, and so she's always begging. So we put together the stories we had, and this supports the school. So this is another way of giving back. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to get all your money. And, and if you get it, I may sign it, okay? I may even take a picture with you other than the group one. <laughs> she's right there, huh? Take a picture.
rock. Hold your rock like this so I can see it. I stood on that rock when I was 11 years old on this cement in 1965 when we lined up to walk up to right out through there up to that bridge to be beaten by law enforcement officers. Look at you holding that history in your hand. Show them your rock, baby. John Lewis's rocks. John Lewis stood on that rock that you are holding right there on this original cement. I wanted you to be able to hold that history in your hands, stand in the footprints of the history makers and connect, particularly young folks. Because if you don't feel this history, you just think that's what it is, history. And it belongs in the past. But we did a whole lot right in the 60s, a whole lot. We got you this far. You're going to have to take us where we need to go. And we as African Americans, particularly in our community, we, because our history in the United States is not a pretty history. It's not a feel-good history. We have no connection to old things. We like glitz and glamour. We want a new building. We tear down our history and continually let them tear down our history. And when it's gone, it's gone. When this cement is gone, and I'm gone, and Bob Zellner is gone, and Charles is gone, who's going to tell the story? Yeah. Who's going to remember? <laughs> who's going to remember? You each are holding history in your hand. We have to preserve our landmarks. So let me tell you this. You can either keep that rock or you can throw it down. But if you keep that rock, and take it back to where you live. You need to put it where you can see it. Where you can see it every day. Every day. Because when you see injustice committed against anyone, no matter who they are, and you feel like you can't do anything, go pick up that rock. <laughs> go pick it up. Hold it in your hand. And take from it the strength of the ordinary people. Yeah, uh -huh. ordinary people who stood on that rock and made history that not only changed this hick town, but America. And then get up off your behinds and do something. If you don't do anything but throw that rock. Is that clear? Yes, Any questions? To the bus.